Thanks for joining us for another inspiring message from Elevate Church in Perth, Australia. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app, available wherever you download your apps. Good morning. Got to see a few first-time guests rolling in this morning as I was peering through the auditorium. So those of you here for the first time, we extend a very special welcome to you. And we sincerely pray that your experience here with us, our one-hour live experience, that you'll actually leave here closer to Jesus than when you arrived. Whether you're a church person with some church background or not, Jesus calls us to follow Him. And uh, hopefully we're going to be able to present maybe something that's going to nudge you a little bit closer to him this morning. Speaking of which, uh, this T-shirt that I am modeling today, very debonairly, uh, we're dropping today uh, as uh, we've just been uh, dropping a little bit of stuff, just uh, uh, got a few more things coming down the pike in the next few months. But this T-shirt is really uh, a reminder of something that Paul wrote. Now, I'll tell you a little bit more about who Paul is and why we should kind of think a little bit about what he wrote, but he wrote something to a church in Philippi, a place uh, in the early church um, that's very much uh, a reminder. It's very much a a promise. It's very much a declaration. And uh, some of you may have read it. Some of you may not have read it. Uh, We've tried to kind of boil it down into three words, but here's what Paul wrote to the church in Philippi. And this is just as important for us today as it was for the church back then. This is Paul writing to them, and I believe that Paul would write this to us today. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Jesus Christ appears. This is one sentence, and we've boiled it down to three words. This idea that that you and I are called at a point in our life to make a decision to say, yes, Jesus, I put my trust in you. I believe you are who you say you are. I believe you're the Son of God, and I believe that if I put my trust in you, that in that moment that you open up a relationship with God for me, This is what Jesus starts, starts a relationship with God, makes that possible. Nothing that we could have ever done ourselves to make that possible. Nothing that we could have ever done to actually disqualify us from that. However, it requires us to say yes to Him and He starts that work, but it's just a start. And here's the thing, Jesus doesn't call us to just believe in Him. He ultimately calls us to follow Him. And that in this process of following Him, in this journey of following Him, He transforms us. He gives us access to power that's gonna transform us from the inside out. That over time, that our lives would, would grow from glory to glory until finally we get to meet Him face to face. And depending on your theology, it's either you're gonna go or He's gonna come. Either way, we get to meet Him. And when we do, that's the finished work. That from that day forward, there's no more sickness, No more sorrow, no more heartbreak, no more loneliness, no more disappointment that in that moment, from that moment forward, we live in 100% eternal life with Jesus. And uh, that's not only the idea of this shirt to remind us of that, it's also, by the way, a conversation starter. I didn't change after I preached in this shirt last Sunday. I have washed it since. Uh, And I uh, I went to visit my mom in hospital and some other friends came and they're like, Oh, what's your shirt mean? And I said, hmm, glad you asked. And uh, off we went. But um, really it's the idea of us as a church, you will, you will hear us if you've been orbiting around Elevate for a while, 
You've heard us say it many times. If you're new and you want to continue this journey with us, you'll hear us talk about next steps, continually talking about next steps because with Jesus, there's always more. With Jesus, there's always more transformation. And today we're launching a series that's very much geared around one of the most important aspects of how we experience transformation. The truth is our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our lives move in the direction of our most consistent thoughts. And so the question that we're gonna be asking is, are you happy with the direction your life's moving in? Because if you're not, let's actually put the microscope on your thoughts, not on your circumstances, but on your thoughts. And we believe that if you can change your thinking, that that is one of the most important keys to changing your life. Because here's the thing. We've been taught that we see with the eye, but it's not true. We don't see with the eye, we see through the eye. We see with the mind. We see the world not as the world is, we see the world as we are. And that's why two people can be looking at the exact same thing, experiencing the exact same thing, and yet interpreting it very, very differently because they're not looking with the eye, they're looking through the eye. They're not looking at the world as it is, they're looking at the world as they are. And if we can change how we think, we're gonna be ultimately able to change how we live. And this isn't just some Tony Robbins thing and we've got a pile of my books up the back to sell anything. This is actually about this idea that theology, the study of God and his, his deal and biology are not mutually exclusive. If you actually believe that God created us, then theology very much works in concert with biology. That some of how we're wired is like, oh yeah, I get why God did that. And one of the things that he's given us is the ability to change how we think. And that's a good thing. So let's take a deep dive, shall we? If you've got our app, you can tap the Bible tile. It's gonna take you to another part of, of a letter that Paul wrote. Now, Paul was kind of a big deal in the early church. Uh, this same letter was the letter that we took a slice out of last Sunday, Easter Sunday, and we're trying to kind of talk about and myth bust some of whether Jesus really rose from the grave and we can, whether we can trust the eyewitnesses. Um, this is the same exact same letter. Uh, and we're gonna take another slice from that. Paul was a big deal and this is one of the letters he wrote to a church in a place called Corinth, which was in Greece, one of the, 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 the port cities, a big uh, city relative to, to the time and the place that it was in. And this is something that he wrote. And this again, man, boy, this guy, he's no wonder God captured so much of what Paul wrote and shoved it into what we now call the Bible because there's a lot of good stuff here. And this is another example. Get this, this is gonna blow your mind. For though we live in the world, Thank you, Captain Obvious. We do not wage war. This is we followers of Jesus as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. There's a 25 minutes message right there, but I don't have time to go down that particular side corridor. We might come back to that next year. On the contrary, the weapons we fight with have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. This 
is what I'm gonna hopefully unpack for us today and hopefully give us some insight and some tools to make this our reality. There was a um, children's story written quite some time ago. I don't think it would be allowed to be published today. Uh, it's not very politically correct as uh, most children's stories that were written 40 years ago. They were typically very cruel and didn't always end up well, particularly if you were an egg sitting on a wall. But um, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> this story is called The Elephant and the Rope. And uh, the basic, I'm not gonna read the story to you, but the basic premise of the story is that, yeah, this is not a very politically correct book cover either, but um, the premise of the story is this elephant is in the circus and a big elephant tied to a very small rope that's just tied to a little uh, stake in the ground. And a passerby said to the, 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 the keeper of the elephant, like, said, does this elephant not actually realise that they have the power to just break free from that thing, that's that very small piece of a rope tied to that very small stick in the ground. And the keeper of the elephant, elephant said, actually, no, this elephant doesn't realise that because from the very day it was born, we tied this elephant to this stake with this rope and they don't realise that they have the power to break free from it and so they stay tied to something that's far incapable of actually containing them because they believe a lie about their current reality. And really this typifies the word that Paul used is the word strongholds. He says, we've got the power to demolish strongholds, which presume, presumes that we need it, which presumes that there are gonna be some things called strongholds that are holding us back from experiencing the full knowledge of God. This word stronghold, it's kind of a, it's a visual word. And, and, and it's, it's, it essentially means that the devil, our enemy, who's the one that's trying to prevent us from experiencing the full knowledge of God, actually sets up bricks in front of us made out of lies to try to imprison us, to try to keep us from experiencing the fullness of God strongholds. And just like the elephant was tied by something that should have been incapable of holding him back, we can somehow be kept in prison and the only thing that's holding us in there is actually a lie. But it's become our truth and we've believed it and so we've started to make that our experience, started to make that the new normal, started to make that, well, that's just must be how it is. Been that way for a while. I've always been that way. My mum was that way. Guess I'm destined to be the same. And yet Jesus promises us that we can actually be transformed to be like Him, regardless of our past. Like Him, regardless of our upbringing. Like Him, regardless of maybe some janky kind of experiences we've had in the past. And Paul says, we've got the power to demolish the strongholds that were built out of bricks made by lies. So this series mastermind is simply gonna take four weeks to think about what you think about. For example, is your default thinking more, more, 
negative or more positive. And it's a sliding scale. I don't think people are either negative or, but on the scale, are you, is your def- a default currently more negative or more positive? Is your default currently more worry or more peace? Is your default more now or more eternal? Because how you currently think about things will determine the direction that your life is going in. And so this idea of strongholds, I just wanna talk about two things. Number one, identify the number one stronghold that's holding you back. And let me, let me throw out a few zingers and see if any of these stick. And I don't throw them out to hope they stick, but I, I kind of think some of them will. If you go, hmm, hmm, Mark, hmm, can you give us some clues? Yeah, yeah, I can actually. Here they come. I'm never going to be good enough. <laughs> Whew, gee, she only fired one bullet and I've already killed somebody. All right, let's keep going. After all I've done, God could never use me. I could never break free from my past. Boy, after what they did to me, I don't think I could ever trust anybody again. Well, I'm never gonna be in a job I love. I'm never gonna be able to get ahead financially. I'm never gonna have a healthy relationship. No matter how hard I try, they always seem to fall apart. Any of these resonate, and, 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 and if they do, let, let, me, let me point you to something. There's an app for that. <laughs> well, technically it's not, but it makes a point. There's an app called IFTTT. Anyone familiar with IFTTT? Of course, Jared is. Jared <laughs> probably wrote and invented it. Jeez. We decided this morning, we had a quick meeting and decided our next line of T-shirts is gonna be, it's gonna be called the All I Want series of T-shirts and it's gonna be more of Jared and more of Jesus. And <laughs> it'll be in that order of priority too uh, some days, but in any case. The app is called IFTTT, which stands for If This Then That. It's essentially a productivity app or, or an automation app. And uh, you link, what you do is you, you download the app and then you link different uh, other apps that you use, your, your calendar app, your reminders app, maybe you know, some of your social media apps, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you can set up what they call recipes. They call them applets, which is, I don't even know what that means, but we're gonna call them recipes. They call them recipes that you can actually say, if this happens, if this, th- then, then you app, IFTTT, automatically make that happen. This action, which is not called this, it's called that. It's very confusing. The that is automated. So let me give you an example. You can say, if I take a photo in, uh, my, in, with my camera, then you, IFTTT, post that to Instagram. So you never have to open Instagram. You don't have to remember to save you. You can make that automatic. If I set up a meeting in my calendar app, then send that invite to such a, so the list goes on and on and on. The reason I'm showing you this is not so that you get deep into this app, is that you understand this is actually how your brain works. Your brain already is an IFTTT app. 
So your brain, when certain things happen to you, when certain things are said to you, when certain things happen around you, then right now, the way your brain is wired right now, you will have an automated thought response. And it's gonna be different from somebody else's, but it's gonna be the same. That trigger is gonna cause the same that currently every single time. Because this is how our brains are wired. When we have repeated thoughts, our brain literally designs pathways. They're called neural pathways. It's why this uh, graphic is what it is. This is, we, we kind of think of, if you've ever seen a brain or eaten brain or whatever it is, we just think it's this lump of, not human brain buffheads, just like, forget about it. Anyway, the point is, you think it's this, this lumpy, gooey, sticky bit of grey matter. What it actually is, is, is it is an encapsulation of neural pathways. See, see this, this pink one here? If this, then that. See this yellow one here? If this, then that. If this happens, your brain sends a message for you to have this thought. It's already programmed. It's already automated. They're in there. The good news is that you can change your neural pathways. The good news is you can reprogram the recipe. We can actually, biology, God plays nice with biology. And he allows us to reshape and redirect and reroute our neural pathways. It's called brain plasticity. The neural pathways aren't fixed. They're fixed in any moment in time, but they don't have to remain fixed over time. Capiche? See, some of you thought, oh boy, I really wish I paid more attention in biology at school. Never mind, we're playing catch up. You're welcome. But here's what has to happen. Because you already have this recipe and you have recipe after recipe after recipe after recipe. They have been programmed. You're not even aware of all of them. They can be changed. But the change is not automatic. The recipe is automatic. The change is manual. Now, some of you don't have any idea what this is. This is called a railway track, people. You car driving people. This is called a railway track. It's an old timey invention that some people still travel on. And this part of a railway track is called a junction or it's sometimes called a switch. Now, it's automated now. But in the old timey railroad uh, kind of era, somebody had the job when a train was coming along the tracks, they had the job of holding a big lever and pulling that lever depending or pushing, depending on whether they wanted that train to go in this direction or this direction. The train had been set in motion and in this moment, that train has two possible destinations. And the guy with the lever, or girl, with the lever and the blue and white striped hat, 
and the bib overalls would, ha- would have the job of pulling that lever to determine whether that train was gonna go over this direction or go in this direction. And for you and I to reroute and reprogram what's currently automatic, what's currently fixed currently, but has the potential to be changed is gonna require us working the lever. It's gonna require us identifying some of the recipes that currently exist. You can't defeat what you can't define. Oh, well, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the thing I'm trying to fix is, uh, oh, I don't even know. Well, well find out. <laughs> Where is your thinking less than God's best? Just start with one. Maybe indulge two. And if you're really brave and daring, like to live on the edge, make a list of three. And then when those circumstances set that train of thought in motion, you can recognise it. You say, I know where this train normally goes. And it doesn't go to a place that's God's best. So I'm gonna, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pull the lever. And I'm gonna reroute that train. And instead of if this, then that, less than God's best, I wanna get my brain working in concert with God's best, pull the lever and get it to be, if this, then that, the thoughts be directed towards God's best, not towards the lies that the devil's been convincing you that are true, that are convincing you that you can't defeat, that are sticking you in a stronghold, that the only thing stopping you is a, is a, is a wall of bricks made of lies that you can pull the lever and God says, you know what? Those lies are real for you, but they're not true. They may have been your experience to date, but they don't have to be your experience into the future. But, but I need you to do something. I need you to pull the lever. And the lever, if this was a J-R-R-R-R-R-R-R Tolkien book, would probably be called the lever of truth. But that analogy only appeals to the nerds, so we're not gonna use it. See, some of you think I mean nerd as an insult. Bill Gates is a nerd and he now runs the world, so uh, seems to be doing okay. (laughs) Here's the old recipe. Here's the old pathway. Here's the old train track. Here's the old neural pathway. I'm never gonna be able to do that, so I might as well not even try. Ready? If God's calling me to do it, I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm a bit scared. Sure, okay. You'll be more terrified the first time, but you won't be as terrified the next time because you've started to change your neural pathway and over time your brain goes, I'm gonna just do anything God asked me to do. Here's the old pathway. My parents were always broke. I'm pretty broke. Probably I'm never gonna get ahead. Well, that's a lie. Pull the lever and here's the new one. Here's the truth. God is the source of my provision and I'm gonna be a responsible financial manager and I'm gonna be the first generation in my family to live financially free. 
man, that liver, <laughs> pretty hard. Glad I pulled it though. Here's the old one. Well, this is just who I am. <laughs> Yet we know. <laughs> I've always been this way. Uh, yep, we know that too. So probably nothing's gonna change. Here's the lever. As I continue following Jesus, he's transforming me with the same power that raised him from the dead. So we don't just identify the stronghold that's holding us back. We also need to replace it with the truth that's gonna demolish the stronghold. The church that Louis and I came from before here is two kilometers that way. It's called Riverview Church. It wasn't always called Riverview Church. It was once upon a time and before that and before that, but the previous iteration was called Rhema Family Church. The word Rhema, it's a Greek, it's not a hot water system. It's a Greek uh, word. It, it means, it means the, the revealed word of God. It's like, it's like you're, you're, you're driving, you go, I feel like God just spoke to me. I feel like God, that's, that's a, it's a rhema word. God's like, Phew. and you're like, oh, wow. That's a, that's a rhema word. So, so that church and, 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 and other churches like it, the, the background, they were kind of uh, in a family of churches that are collectively called word of faith churches, which does sound a little weird because I think all churches should have faith in the uh, kind of scheme of things, but <clears throat> they were called Word of Faith Churches. Now, they were called Word of Faith Churches. Actually, let me not say why they were called Word of Faith. Let me tell you where some of that sort of church uh, kind of got off the rails. And they got off the rails where it became labeled as name it and claim it uh, churches. That uh, we would see something written in, in, in the Bible, written in God's Word, and we'd go, that's me, that's mine, that's for me. And, and, and that's a good thing, and I'll come back to that, but what it led to uh, when it was taken to an extreme is it led to a denial of actually the present reality. And God doesn't want us to deny our present reality, though He does want us to pull the lever so that we can set his truth in motion to change and reroute our current reality. But there was an incredible kernel of truth in those word of faith churches. And that is that they would place a higher priority on what God said than on what they were experiencing. And here's the takeaway. If what you're thinking doesn't line up with what God said, go with what God said. If what you're experiencing isn't currently lining up with what God said, don't let it go. Go with what God said. If what people are telling you about the dream that God's put in your heart because they can't see it and it hasn't yet come to its full fulfillment yet. Go with what God said. Put more weight in, don't, I'm not talking about denial. You can't defeat what you can't define. 
Yes, I have this stronghold in my life. Yes, I've been believing this lie in my life for such a long time. It feels like my only reality, but it doesn't have to be your future reality. Replace it, the lie, with the truth of what God said. So, shall we do a little object lesson? They do this in Elevate Kids. Some of us should actually just swap. We should go in there because I figure sometimes we're gonna learn more about what God says in there than what we do in here sometimes, but not this morning. We're gonna do a little object lesson, all right? So pay attention, people. <laughs> Break out the flannel graphs. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about, which is good. Paul instructed us. He, he reminded us or informed us that we have weapons that aren't the weapons of the world. He said that those weapons have power to demolish strongholds. Well, that's good news. And then he tells us how we do it. He says that we're to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Pull the lever. Replace the lie with the truth. So here we go. You ready? Lie. I don't have what it takes to do what God's called me to do. God's truth. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lie, I'm always going to struggle. God's truth, when I am weak, He is strong. Lie, I don't like the person in the mirror. Truth, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Lie, I will always be miserable. Truth, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Lie, I feel like I'm always doing life on my own. Truth, God will never leave me or forsake me. Lie, I'm always gonna be a victim. Truth, I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. And I'm gonna say something to you right now and I don't say this to call you out, I don't say this to you to sneak under the chairs feeling like you're inferior, but every single thing that I put on the right-hand side of this screen is a direct quote from God's Word. Not Tony Robbins' latest book. So this, Paul's instructing us not to replace bad thinking with better thinking. He's instructing us to replace lies from the enemy with Truth from God. But this only works if two things happen. Number one, if you do it. And number one, if you actually know what is in God's Word. And I'm not saying to shame you because some of you have only been following Jesus for three seconds. I get that. You haven't memorized the entire Bible yet. I get that. That's okay. It takes time. There's a lot of stuff in there. But if you don't know anything, this weapon won't work. Because you're going, come on, devil, and you're nothing. And he knows that. And he's like, huh, what? That's it? Stay behind your strongholds. So we put those up as hopefully an incentivizer. Hopefully, oh man, I didn't know that that's a promise of God. Yeah, it's great. Well, aren't you glad you're here? 
because we got to show you. This is like, ooh, these look like tasty morsels. Plenty more where they came from. And here's one way to get started. There is a Bible reading plan around this Mastermind series. If you have the Bible app, not our Elevate app, it's the Bible app, it's called the Bible app, or you go to bible.com, it's the same interface. There are plans, click plans. I know some of you think, well, can they tell me how to work a phone and a computer? Listen carefully. I'm only telling you some of, some of you how to work a phone and a computer. Click plans. Type into the search bar, mastermind, and it will show you and take you to a seven-day Bible reading plan. If you're someone that hasn't yet kind of got some of these weapons in your arsenal, some of, memorized some of these truths from God's word, here's what I would recommend you, you do. It's a seven-day plan, and this mastermind series goes for four weeks. I would recommend for your benefit, we won't be checking up on you. Jesus might. Um, okay. <laughs> it's only funny because you know that we don't do the guilt thing. All right. That's all right. Uh, go through the plan four times. Like if it's, if it's new, if you just don't bite off more that you can chew, do one day, Monday, and Tuesday, and do the seven, and then start again. Because you probably, some of it, because we are who we are, we won't always get it the first time. But even in doing the plan, and in reading it, and, and going over it, and praying, and meditating it, and, and slowly, it's not a rate. When you read Bible plans, it's not a boop, Yay, new personal record today. Got through my Bible plan in less than 31 seconds. It's got, you've got to kind of let it marinate. It's more slow cooker than microwave to make it delicious. But some of this rerouting will start to take place just by actually committing yourself to that discipline, even over 28 days. So that's there. It's available. I love that stuff like that's available. It's, just, it's low-hanging fruit. You go free app, free plan, <laughs> and take it on your, on your smart device wherever you are. How good is that? Hey, last thing. I said right at the beginning that Jesus called us to put our trust in him and to follow him. And, and I'm gonna give you an opportunity right here, right now, to make that decision for yourself. If you've never made that decision, if you've never just personally decided to say yes to following Jesus, then right here, right now, we wanna give you that opportunity. And all I want you to do, for those of you that are ready to make that decision, to start that relationship with Jesus, I just want, just put your hand up and I'll see a hand, you can put it down and, and I'll stand up here and you can stay seated there and I'll pray for you. I'm gonna call you out, you don't have to stand up. For those of you that have never made that decision to start your journey following Jesus, to start that relationship, how about you just slip your hand up now and I'll see your hand and you can put it down and like I said, I'll just pray for you from up here. It's a privilege to play our part in all that God is doing in and through you. To find out what your next step could be or to partner with us to reach more and more people by giving financially, head to our website elevatechurch.me and download our Elevate Church AU app, available wherever you download your apps.